Yes, praise be to God. I hope you're safe. I hope the Lord has kept you safe and sound. This is a day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice. We shall be glad in it. Thank you for joining us here for our time of the study of the Word of God. Here we study the Bible and we aim to study from the book of Genesis to Revelation. By the grace of God, we have done 26 books of the Bible and today we shall complete our 27th book, which is the book of Daniel. And uh, I thank you for taking time to study, to uh, join in. If you've not been able to listen to the podcast we've done straight from the book of Genesis, you can find them on all podcast platforms. You can look for Podbean, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast. You name it, you'll find everything there. And I believe even as you listen, the Lord shall speak to you. Reason, there is no limitation to revelation. God reveals his word to everybody who shows the need. If you want God to speak to you, he will come and he will speak to you. He's given us the Holy Spirit. He's with us. He will show us what we need to know. He will let us uh, get get us into direction of what uh, we need to know in this Christian walk, in this walk of salvation. And you can also visit our website, that is BibleIndepth.com there. You have access to lots and lots of things about this network. You can listen to the radio live through there. You can check and join in in our 24-7 worship live stream. And you worship God and pray, uh, having some personal time with God right there. You can access kids' material, books written for kids and uh, comics done for kids. You can find everything concerning the network, videos and clips about the Bible that are graphical that we have done, and uh, radio dramas, everything that you would want us to do or to reach out, you'll be able to find it there through our website, BibleIndepth.com, and I believe uh, you will be blessed. Now, we are going to complete our book today. We just have one chapter that is left of the book of Daniel, and that's what we shall handle today, because the next book we'll be handling will be the book of Hosea. And uh, from the end of the book of Daniel, we just have uh, the, the rest of the books that come in the Old Testament, uh, not long books, and uh, they mostly get back into the history of what we've already seen. Yeah, they will take you back into the history and into the captivity, into the days of the kings of Judah, all Israel, and we will be uh, just looking through some of the things we've already seen. So it's more or less uh, when Daniel sees these visions that he's been seeing after the end of the Babylon dynasty or Nebuchadnezzar's reign, uh, the rest that is being seen is what is going to come to pass, the other empires that are going to come. Of course, that's the Persians and the Meds who come through Cyrus and Darius, respectively. Then after those come Alexander the Great and uh, his four generals that come after him, whom we've been looking at recently. And after that, you see the Romans come onto the scene. And after the Romans, things split up up to to today um, to see which people have been in the reins. So practically, by the end of the book of Daniel... You might not access much of uh, new things or new content up until the time when Jesus is coming onto the scene. 
because these other books will talk about mostly the history. Yeah, they will talk about what has been uh, talked about already, probably through some little detail or through what the prophets could have seen. But uh, it takes you back mostly into their captivities. So today we want to just uh, conclude with uh, chapter 12 of the book of Daniel. We had two parts explaining uh, the vision in Daniel 11. And it was practically the Meds, the Persians, the Greeks, and the Romans that take up those two. And uh, we see it most probably leading us to the end times as we closed off uh, yesterday. Chapter 12 starts by saying, Now at that time, Michael, the great prince who stands guard over the sons of your people, will arise. Now, we're being told about Michael here. This is most definitely the angel. Also, that is spoken of in Revelations chapter 12, verse 7, which says, And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought and his angels, and prevailed not, neither was their place found anymore in heaven. So the reference is brought here again for Michael, an archangel. And of course, some, some commentaries describe and uh, bring out this using the great prince uh, concept that is mentioned here about Michael. And they want to mention that this is Christ himself. That's their opinion that they see there. But here from what we see and the name that is being used, they are talking about the archangel, Michael, whom we also read about here in Revelation and also referred to here in Daniel earlier when we saw uh, that one of the angels is uh, speaking about Michael who came to fight for him when the principalities had uh, stopped him from bringing an answer to Daniel when he had prayed or made petition. So this is the one they're talking about here, that archangel, and they say he stands guard over the sons of your people, yeah, over the Israelites, sort of a protector, yeah, in the spiritual realm. And there will be a time of distress such as never occurred since there was a nation until that time. Yeah? And at that time, your people, everyone who is found written in the book, will be rescued. Now, here we get another part that is being promised. That there is a time of distress like that which has never been seen before. Mark chapter 13 verse 19 tells us, For in those days shall be affliction, such as was not from the beginning of creation, which God created unto this time, neither shall be. We are being told of affliction that is to come. And Daniel here also talks about that affliction, just as referred to in Mark chapter 13, verse 19. Yeah, there is a mention of affliction. Matthew chapter 24, verse 21. For then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor shall ever be. It's also talking about a great tribulation. There's always a big discussion about when this great tribulation will be. Will it be after uh, uh, the rapture? Will it be before the rapture? But here, 
uh, without getting into that discussion, because we may not uh, come to its conclusion yet, we are told that there will be a time of distress. That's what is being talked about, about the time of the end. When the end comes, there will be so much distress. There will be great tribulation. There will be great persecution, such as not been seen in the world yet. Now, if you get into history and see how much people have suffered and see how much tribulation people have gone through and how much trouble people have experienced, you might think we have seen the worst. We've seen churches being burnt down. We've seen Christians being murdered and killed in masses, in huge masses. Yeah, wherever you are, even in the nation you might be listening in from right now, you might be going through a massive affliction as Christians, as a Christian body. And that is a time that is being promised for the time to come. Whenever you see this increase, then it speaks of the end. It speaks of the fact that the end is near and the time is soon when this will be wrapped up. Yeah? So they're saying, we shall see that which has never seen before. Everyone who is found in the book will be rescued. What book are they talking about here? Yeah, Which book is that that they're being talked about here? Daniel chapter 7, 10, we looked at this. Uh, it said, a fiery stream issued and came forth from before him. Thousand thousands ministered unto him. And 10,000 10, times 10,000 stood before him. The great, the judgment was set and the books were opened. That is being spoken of at the time of judgment that books shall be opened. Yeah? They shall be books that are open on that day. And we always talk about this day of judgment. That in that book will your name be written. Because they say everyone who is found written in the book will be rescued. Will your name be written in that book? That's a question that you always have to uh, get. Because I think this book has uh, somebody who keeps actively either adding or removing, editing and joining. And will your name be found in that book? That's a question we need to move with as believers. That as I act in whichever way I act, will my name be written in that book? Will that my name be found in that book? Because it is those whose names have been written. Those who accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior and not just ended there but walked with him. That's key, friends. Sometimes we think it's just going to be that prayer we make and after the prayer is done, yeah, I'm done. By the grace of God, I'm saved. Everything is okay. I can move back into my evil life. Paul tells us that I need to stay strong. Lest I've walked all this journey and I've run the race and I'm found wanting that I'm not worthy of the prize. There is a walk that is key for us as Christians. There is a walk that we need to be part of and take seriously. When you accept Christ, life changes. When you accept Christ, lifestyle changes. You don't keep into the old. You don't keep that abusive person that you used to be. You don't stay that drunkard that you used to be. You don't stay that promiscuous person that you used to be. No, you take another decision. There's a repentance that happens, and repentance means you turn completely. 
If you were a thief, you turn completely. If you are adulterous, you turn completely and live that old life. Then that's the qualification to be written in that book. Many of us have said the prayer of salvation. Many of us have attended to the altar call and have said those words. But hey, there's a walk after those words. And we walk it on a daily. And daily, we have an effect of the name written in the book. I need to make sure that I do my best to stand for God because my name has to be in that book. Because it's those who are found written in the book that will be rescued at the time of judgment. So he mentions it here. That even after all the distress you've gone through, even after all the persecution that has happened in the world that had never been seen before, creation of any nation or whatever it is, eventually after the distress, after the pain, after the trouble, those whose names are written in that book, normally call it the book of life, they will be rescued. Many of those, verse 2, who sleep in the dust of the ground will awake. These to everlasting life, but the others to disgrace and everlasting contempt. Now, we are seeing here a resurrection that is being talked about that will happen. Yeah, We are being talk- told about those who will arise. Many of those who sleep in the dust, of course here, If you sleep in the dust that they are talking about here, it means the dead, those who are dead, but are now being risen. Those are the ones that uh, are being talked about here. That graves will open. Yeah, Graves shall be open and they shall walk out. These are things that are going to happen in the end time, in the time to come. And those, we are told, many of those will awake to everlasting life, but also there are those who will awake to everlasting contempt, to disgrace. Yeah, Matthew chapter 25 verse 46 tells us, and these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into everlasting life. He's speaking here about that which is to come. You know, sometimes we live life and we're like, ah, it all ends here. Nothing will happen. People threaten us. They tell us that after this, there is another life. Yes, spoken through scripture here, that there is everlasting life and there is everlasting punishment. There is everlasting contempt. There is everlasting distress. But this there is everlasting joy. There is everlasting uh, life. And even after, at that time of the end, when the resurrections happened, all graves opened. Those who walked with the Lord, those who stood with the Lord, shall have that everlasting life, walking into it with joy. But then those who did not walk with the Lord, those who did not accept the Lord, those who continued in the life of the world, walk into everlasting punishment or contempt. And this Matthew 25, 46 proves to us that there is everlasting life, but also there is everlasting contempt. John chapter 5 verse 25 says, Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming 
in which all that are in the graves shall hear his voice. This is uh, quite similar to what we've just read here in verse 2 of Daniel. Yeah, 12 Daniel. So John 5.28 tells us that marvel not, the hour is coming, in which all that are in the graves shall hear his voice. The living, of course, will hear it. But even those who died shall hear the voice and shall come forth. They that have done good unto the resurrection of life and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. Now, we are looking at a time to come being spoken of here. It's spoken of in John 28, 528. Also talked about in Daniel 12, verse 2, that there will be a rising of the dead. Graves shall open on that day. And it's clear, both writers, Daniel speaks the same, and even in John 5, 28, it's the same, that those that rise, some, those that did good, those who had done the right thing, who had done well during their life before they died, they shall resurrect to life. They resurrect to eternal life. And those who did not do good, those who did evil, they resurrect to damnation, all suffering. Now, to me as a Christian, I want to be the one that inherits eternal life. That's the goal for us all. That's why when we are living in this world today, we need to be cautious of that which we do. We need to live life keeping in mind that there is something awaiting for us in the end. And that is eternal life. The only challenge is not just the good that's awaiting. Even the bad awaits for those who do not work with God. That's why I make a decision on a daily. It's not a decision you made once when you walked in front of that church and proclaimed those words that you accept Christ as Lord and Savior. On a daily, every day when you wake up, you make that decision of walking with God, of accepting Christ, of presenting where you are, wherever you go, at your workplace, uh, in in your community, that you represent Christ and you come out and speak that I am for Christ, I stand with him. That gets you the eternal life that we are talking about today. Helping the poor, helping the needy, going out to reach out to them. Yeah, All that is spoken of for those who are going to inherit eternal life. And he goes on and says, those who have insight will shine brightly in verse 3 like the brightness of the expanse of heaven. And those who lead the many to righteousness, like the stars forever and ever. Now they're talking about those who get the insight. Hmm? Those who see and read and look and have the conviction and know that, hey, there's something greater here. We're not just living uh, life. Yeah? Those who understand, who have the accuracy of everything, they will shine brightly saying, we made the right decision. Yes, there was a lot of temptations, but we made the right decisions. We had the insight. We saw that this is the message of truth, and we walked with the truth, and we walked with the Lord. Those who have insight, they'll see, they'll be bright, they'll shine bright. And those who even led others to Christ, those who led others to righteousness, the preachers, is what they are talking about here, those who spread the good news, 
you even who is listening to me, you may not be a preacher that you go out on pulpits and preach all on the streets. But wherever you are, at your workplace, you tell people about Christ. You, they are saying, you who led many to righteousness, you'll be like the stars forever and ever. You'll shine like the stars because of that great work that you have done for the kingdom of God. Verse 4, but as for you, Daniel, conceal these words and seal up the book until the end of time. Many will go back and forth and knowledge will increase. They're telling him, you've seen this, seal them up. They will come. They are for the future. They shall happen at the end of time. When they're talking of end, end of time, they're talking about the end of this world as we know it. And they're telling him, many will go back and forth. Lots is going to happen before that end. Yeah, there's going to be lots of things that are happening after you, Daniel, and before the end of time. And knowledge will increase. Of course, when they talk of knowledge increasing, that happens and has happened and continues to happen. All the advancements that are happening, technology that advances over the years. Of course, where we are today, the advancement in technology may not be the same that was there in the time of Daniel. But knowledge has increased. There hap- happens to be an outpouring of no- knowledge onto um, this universe time after time. And great advancement keeps on coming. And this is spoken of here, by the way. It's not just happening. Uh, it's been prophesied that knowledge will increase in all things, in the spiritual realm, in the physical realm, in the things that we work with, in the technology, and whatever it is, it's also spoken of here. Verse 5, Then I, Daniel, looked, and behold, two others were standing, one on this bank of the river, and the other on that bank of the river. And one said to the man dressed in linen, who was above the waters of the river, How long will it be? Until the end of these wonders. He's wondering, how long is it going to be? How, how much more time do we have? Hmm? What, what is the time frame that you're giving us? Hmm? They're asking, when, the, when will this be? Matthew chapter 24 verse uh, 3. And he, as he sat down upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, uh, telling, saying, tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of your coming and the end of the world? It's a question that people love to ask. And it's the same question here in Daniel. When will the end of the world be? When will it be? When will it be? Tell us. We need to know. Yeah? When will it be? His answer to the disciples then, Jesus, was, Take heed that no man deceive you, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. All And yeah, you shall hear of the wars and rumors of wars. See that you're not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nations shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes and diverse in diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Then they shall deliver you up to be afflicted, that we've talked about, and Daniel has also talked about, and shall kill you, and you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. It's like we've not yet seen the hatred that is coming for Christians. It's coming, and Jesus also speaks about here that it is coming. 
And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall rise and shall deceive many. This we know. There are all sorts of prophets in the world today, deceiving and lying to Christians. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. With iniquity, love goes down. Yeah, But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. That he speaks. That the one that endures to the end, he shall be saved. So, he's not giving them a specific day. He's not telling them that this shall be the day. But he's giving them the signs. And all these signs we also see today. Yeah, we see all this that is happening today. And he will not give you a particular day. Because in verse uh, um, 36 of this Mark 24, he says, Of that day and hour knows no man, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. He's saying nobody knows that day. The angels do not know that day. No man knows that day. Only the Father knows that day. He's saying, you're asking for the day, but I don't know. Now, there's been predictions. I remember when we were entering the year of 2000, people were saying Christ is coming back on that night of 2000 um, because it was a, a crucial mark hmm, switch and we everybody was getting ready, yeah, waiting. But no one knows the day. Even the angels don't know. He says, only my father knows the day. He's also waiting when he'll be told this is the time. So nobody can come up with predictions. Those things people come up with and say, uh, Christ is coming back on this particular day. They get the calendar and write everything and tell you from prediction and what we see and how we've calculated. Then it appears Christ is coming back on this day. No, that's a lie. Because Christ himself says, no one knows the day or the hour. But we can tell the times. There's lots of tribulation. There's lots of persecution. There's signs in the heavens. And all these talk about that time to come. There are rumors of wars. And those wars that have been predicted that will happen or spoken of that will happen before the end of time. They are there. And we see them. So we just have to be ready. We just have to be ready. And you cannot say that I'll wait uh, for that moment, when I see the the atmosphere changing and things are quite obvious, you may never get that moment. It will just come abrupt. Some will be in their farms. Some will be at work. And it will just appear that end time. You cannot know the time. So this man that Daniel is asking about, is he, saying, how long will it be until the end of these wonders? I had the man dressed in linen who was above the waters of the river, as he raised his right hand and his left hand toward heaven, and saw by him who lives forever, that it would be for a time, times, and half a time. And as soon as they finish shattering the power of the holy people, all these events will be completed. As for me, I had, but could not understand. So I said, my Lord, what will be the outcome of these events? He said, go your way, Daniel. For these words are concealed and sealed up until the end time. Daniel, with all he saw, with all visions he witnessed, with everything, 
he asks a question trying to know, trying to understand, but he's told, hey, sir, Daniel, these words are concealed, sealed for the end of time, just go. So if Daniel did not see it, somebody out there with a calculator waiting and giving dates of the return of Christ of the end times is lying. Because this man who saw such greatly years ago, that which is to come, for him he was told, go your way, sir. We cannot give you the time because it is sealed up. You do not know the time. And he's told in verse 10, many will be purged, purified and refined, but the wicked will act wickedly. And none of the wicked will understand, but those who have insight will understand. Whenever wickedness increases, it blocks your, your views. It blocks your imagination. It blocks your mind to reality, to the truth. And that's what's being spoken here, that the wicked will keep being more wicked. Even if you speak that the times are coming, they will start to mock God. They will start to laugh at you and tell you, what are you talking about? You've been waiting for 2,000 plus years for the return of Christ and is not here and you're still waiting. That is because wickedness blinds. But those who have insight will understand and will know that the time is near. And if you're listening to me today, God has given you that insight. The time is near. You should be ready. Because any time from now, the world shall come to an end and Christ will return. And those whose names have been written in the book of life shall be rescued. Verse 11, from the time that regular sacrifice is abolished, and the abomination of desolation is set up. There will be 1,290 days. How blessed is he who keeps waiting and attains to the 1,335 days. But as for you, go your way to the end. Then you will enter into rest and rise again for your allotted portion at the end of the ages. Told, go your way. You will die. That's, been to- that's for everybody. You will die. But you will rise again because graves shall open. And when they open, you shall be given your portion. That is everlasting life. Everybody here, there is a life that is waiting for us. That everlasting life. And unless you have turned from the wicked ways, from the evil ways, and decided to walk with Christ, you might not see that eternal life, but rather eternal punishment. And it's simple. You just change. You just make a decision and say, I'm going to walk with the Lord. I am going to walk with Christ every single day. And if you're out there and you've never accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, this is an opportunity that starts you on a daily journey of salvation. You just say these words after me. You say, Dear Lord, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Come into my life, Jesus. Transform it and make me whole. Amen. Now you start to walk with the Lord on a daily and he will save you. He will help you. We close from there today and that marks the end of the book of Daniel. We love you. And may God richly bless you.